What's happening, Panda Nation? Peter Von Panda here. I want to talk to you today about golf driving ranges. And if you are a golfer or hacker, trunk slammer like me, you have been to a driving range at some point to tweak up your game, hit some balls, get some frustration out, let them fly. What I love about driving ranges, especially over simulators, is you just get to see your balls fly. Go, baby, go. There's nothing like tracking a ball as it's going out there, feeling the satisfaction of you putting that muscle behind it. On a simulator, I'm sure the data is accurate, but at some level, I'm just not convinced the ball did that. But when you get to see it fly out there, I don't know. There's just something more satisfying about being at a driving range, no matter how good the simulators are. There's air and wind and temp and sun and wind in your face and almost like being out golfing in some ways. I bet actually a driving range that felt beautiful. A lot of driving ranges are a little grungy. They're not meant to be particularly interesting, just a place to tune up your swing. But a driving range that would look beautiful could almost be as enticing as going golfing because there are a lot of people who are intimidated by golf courses because they're not very good. And not, not very good. They're very bad. All right. So that's anyway, I was thinking about that. But what I was thinking about is I was actually on a trip recently, went back to my hometown of Detroit, ended up going to the driving range with my father for an afternoon. And one of the things that I was shocked by is that one of the best driving ranges I've ever been to was in Detroit, maybe Royal Oak or Troy or something like that. If you're from the southeastern Michigan area, you are lucky that you have some incredible driving ranges. And what it did is it got me thinking about driving ranges. And I was thinking, man, if I was a billionaire, if I had all the money in the world and I could build the world's greatest driving range, what would it look like? And, you know, there's only a 50-50 chance that I become a billionaire. So I'm not sure why I actually wrote down notes on this, but I did. I wrote down notes on what I think would be the greatest driving range, the perfect driving range. And... I'm going to share it with you because I don't know why I did it, but I did it. All right. What makes a great driving range? Well, there are a bunch of things that already exist in terms of technology. I'm not really talking about any technology that doesn't exist. Oh my gosh. And then you should be lifted in this gondola out to where your ball landed and look at it. I'm not putting any of that. I'm just saying there's all this technology out there. A lot of driving ranges have some of it. Some simulators have some of it. Some country clubs have some of these things. But why isn't there just one place? Regardless of what it costs, a medium bucket of balls doesn't have to be 12 bucks. You could charge like $29 if it's amazing and a great experience. Okay. All right. So the first thing, and this is just a lift from the driving range that we went to, is automatic ball loaders. So if you go to some simulators, especially like X-Golf, the ball will auto load from underneath the floor, which is great. So the ball's going to drain into this reservoir underneath and then are loaded up and put on a tee. And at this driving range, same deal. Actually, what you would do, though, is you buy a bucket of balls, lift up this floor panel, pour them all in, and then it would load them. So that's fine. That's okay. But it was just nice because you're not bending over every time. Honestly, bending over, picking up a golf ball, setting it up is probably twice as much work as it is to swing your golf club. You want to go out there and swing. That's what you're there for, not to pick up and load balls. So especially if you're hitting off a tee and a lot of people love to crank the big dog, off a tee at the driving range, I think that's the best way to do it. 
have it come up on the tee. If you don't want it on the tee, just knock it off, put it on the mat, and hit your irons from there. But then you're never bending over. You're never working like the rest of your muscle. I mean, I'm not there for a workout. I'm there for golfing. So the automatic ball loaders is a big one, all right? The next thing is that on this particular driving range, they also had like a minimalist launch monitor. So what it would show you is like ball speed and total distance. It wasn't showing you flight path or anything like that. Now, I think there are some of the related to Top Golf, like the top launch driving ranges. And I think they have a screen with the launch monitor. That's what I would love to see, even if it's down low so that I don't have to look up. It can be right behind the tee or something like that. And then I can hit it, watch the ball flight, check it out there. And and that actually gives me more confidence in the data as well. Because, yeah, you might have a crosswind and you see it hooking or something and it's saying it goes straight. Okay, my swing was okay. I don't want to adjust that. It's just kind of conditions, right? So a launch monitor, and especially just for some of the classic things that we need that would improve us as golfers. One, say your club head speed. Now, I have noticed that a lot of launch monitors, including GC quads and stuff, let's be a special feature because they don't give you that. They give you ball speed, but not necessarily club head speed. So I'm not sure what that's about, but I would love to know the club head speed. I would love to know exactly what your smash factor is. I would love to know if you're an 88 mile per hour swinger like me, what can you do to get that swing speed up? And are you doing it right? So uh, that ball speed, and then obviously it can determine launch angle spin and cope with distances because then you have the opportunity to gap your clubs at that driving range, right? So you have the opportunity to know what your three iron does, your five iron does, seven, nine, right? All of those. So I would love the launch monitors with some key critical data to help us as average golfers, all right? The next thing that I would love are different turf mats. And what I mean by this is that you probably go and it's that hard, super durable AstroTurf. You put the ball on it. It's first of all, it doesn't move or anything like that. What I would love is different turf materials. Now you can actually have tracks. There are some simulators that have different turfs, different tracks of different materials. So if you want to hit out of sand, what you get are like long bristle, maybe inch, inch and a quarter bristles. They're very soft, like toothbrush material. The ball sits very deep in it. It goes almost all the way to the bottom. And that kind of gives you your sand simulation. And the bristles are like a light brown or a tan to give you that sand look. And then maybe a three quarter of an inch tall material where the ball does sit. And maybe the turf material goes up to about halfway the equator of the golf ball. And that's to represent rough. So you get some of that. And then your flat turf material, right? Which is your fairway. You're sliding it off the fairway, right? And then on top of that, what I would love is for all of that to be on a sliding track or an elastic track. Maybe it's just a stretchy silicone underneath it. It doesn't have to move a foot in either direction. But what I hate is that when you get into the grass, when you get on the golf course, when you're playing off the fairway, you take divots, the ground moves because of the club. It does not at a driving range. And one, it's hard on your hands and wrists and the clubs and everything else, but it's not really a great simulation of what it'll be like to interact with the turf. If you're hitting out of the rough, you're going to take some loose grass. Maybe you'll take some dirt and a divot with it too. And the club is going to push through that. But if it's just hard, static, fake turf material, it's going to slow down that club and you are going to swing and brace and maybe 
cringe or flinch unnecessarily, even in a very small or subtle way that you might not do actually on the golf course. That's what I'm saying. And so I have seen these track materials, these hitting pads that have these sliders. And I think it's just a floating piece of turf in a frame on another frame. And then it's bungee cords at either end or something like that, or something maybe more durable, but it just slides. So when you hit it, it's going to move with it and it's going to provide a little resistance and then it's going to spring back to the center. So I would love the different materials. So you can put it in the different materials. So if I am practicing my sand shots, I can actually do it from the driver range in that little sand material. If I want to practice some of the rough shots, I want to know how much distance that rough bleeds off. For me, I take about eight yards off every one of my shot gaps. If I'm hitting a 165 club, but it's out of the rough, I kind of call it a 158 or a 157 shot, right? Because I just know that the rough is going to discount my total distance. And so it would be nice to know what that is, right? For different people. Maybe there's just a rule of thumb. Maybe everyone's kind of the same thing, five yards, 10 yards, whatever. But you can feel what it's like to hit out of the rough. And in some cases, people like it out of the rough. I actually don't mind it because the ball sits up a little. Okay, so different turf mats, I would like them to slide. The next thing that I would love to see is that you can order, when you order your bucket, golf balls by the brand. And what I mean by that is if you play Titleist Pro V1s, you can ask for a large bucket of Pro V1s. You can ask for a large bucket of TaylorMade TP5s or Wilson Staffs or the big brands, Callaway Chrome Soft, Slazenger Bellata. You know what I'm saying? Really the popular ones. But what I hate is really going and getting those hard plastic covered pinnacles that are really worn down, smoothed down, lots of cracks. They don't feel good off the club face. They don't spin bite, do anything like any of the normal golf balls with a urethane cover that we use. And maybe some of them aren't the urethane cover. A lot of people will play something else. There's other, as good as urethane or not urethane. Maybe some of the Snells or some of the other brands too, right? This could be a good way for other golf ball brands to allow you to test their golf balls before dropping 30, 40, 50 bucks on a dozen of them. And what's just nice about that is now you are getting your gapping, distance, shot shape, feel, all that with golf balls that you will play. I get it's going to be more expensive. All the country clubs do it. I get it. It's more expensive. But I think people will pay a premium to hit a golf ball that is maybe representative of what they're playing. I would pay a premium to play. I play Callaway Chrome Softs most of the time right now. I just like the soft feel. And then I jump into the bathtub and I pour hundreds of Callaway Chrome Softs in there. And I just float amongst them. It feels so good. <laughs> but I would like to know exactly what they're doing. I would like to know exactly if I go on different days and I play all oh, these low compression, high compression, mid compression, whatever, and see what actually works best for me with that launch monitor at my swing speeds. What is getting over compressed and not compressed enough? What is giving me three yards farther? All those things. Do I want to play the Pro V1 X's or the left dashes? Or what would be nice is to have those options out there. The balls come back, they get sorted, and you order them and for your range session by the brand itself. I think it would help people. A lot of people wouldn't care, and then you can have just your discounted pinnacle crappy balls or whatever they are, and just give those to the everydayers. But for a lot of people, it's not like you're buying them. Everyone else can hit them too, but I think that would be very nice. The other thing that I was thinking about, and the last thing that I was thinking about, that I would really, is I would love 
for the whole front part of the range from your tee boxes or your stalls out maybe the first 100 yards, maybe 80 yards, depending on cost. But if I'm a billionaire, whatever. The first 100 yards are all like a thick astroturf, a fake astroturf, very flat. And what I would like are lines like a football field, 10 yards, 20 yards, 30, 40, 50, 60 yards. All those lines marked and painted. And the reason I would like that is when I go to the driving range and I want to practice my chip shots, the first flag out there is 100 yards away. And first of all, you know, as distances at driving ranges are weird because the flag is 100 yards away. But if I'm way on the edge and I actually hit to the flag, I've got to draw this imaginary line over to me where it's 100 yards. If I actually hit that flag, it's probably 140 yards from where I am. But if I'm right in the middle, then it's 100 yards and the rest of the flags are right. And sometimes they try to do some of these things or they're saying they'll put little markers from here. That white flag is whatever, 121, whatever. But what I would love are just straight lines that go out so I know, okay, I can see down the line like I'm on a football field and I can practice my chipping and know exactly where they're falling. My problem with chipping is that some of the driving ranges have some chipping practice areas like green dedicated to that. You can go there, but I'm not getting my distance specifically there. And then if I go to the simulator, honestly, I feel like where those launch monitors fall down the most is on the short, slow shots. So there are a lot of chips where I feel like, all right, that one I hit pretty hard. And that one, I felt like I was just really smooth and easy through it. That one, I felt like I just barely knocked. And it all says 20 yards, 20 yards, 20 yards. So there have been a lot of suspect numbers from the launch monitors. I think because of the angle and the spin and the speeds, it's just not great for me to say, hey, okay, I'm going to practice this half chip, half chip with this club. And a lot of times it doesn't even register the shot. I think just because maybe of the slow swing speeds or whatever. But in the real world, if I'm hitting that Pro V1 off a mat or out of the rough mat, that thicker mat, and I am doing this consistent chip shot and I see it land 20 yards and then go would like it to be a little thicker. I don't want it to be like tee box or it could be like green material. It's got to have a little bit of resistance because I want to know where not only it lands, like how much it's going to carry, 20 yards, but then how much it's going to roll out or if I'm getting backspin on it, those types of things. All right, it's a 20-yard carry, but it's a five-yard rollout or it's a 20-yard carry and it's five yards back or two yards back. I want to know those things. And so what I would love is for driving ranges not only to be set up for the long shot. Obviously, after 100 yards, I don't need that 10-yard increment. I can trust the launch monitor. It's not going to be quite as exact. But for a lot of us who can really actually become very good at the short game, because it's not a muscle issue, more of a muscle memory issue and training and consistency issue, then we can really start dialing in with a 20-yard chip, a 30-yard chip, 40, 50, 60, or approach shots, some of those, those short approach shots, and really know the gaps on your short wedges. And so that's what I would like, because I get out there and sometimes practice my chips and it's just kind of frustrating because you see them, you're guessing, all right, well, the flag's out there 100. That looked like it was 40%. So I'm going to say that's 40 yards, but I don't know if that's for sure. And then in, in most of my driving ranges, that whole front area is just uneven, unmanaged, raw ground. So it's not going to roll. It's just like hitting into someone's yard. It's going to sit somewhere. It's going to bounce randomly. It's going to hit another ball, whatever. But I would love to just know where is it flying to? Where is it landing to specifically, right? 
and then you could have you could have a little above height camera or something looking down if you can't see i'm not sure exactly what the best way to know exactly where it fell but if you had different lines or something like that would probably be different colored lines that would probably be enough for me so that would be my perfect driving range automatic ball lo loaders launch monitors at every bay different turf mats a sliding mat to simulate ground effect premium golf balls available and the front part of the range green material with yardage lines so i can really dial in my chipping that would be my perfect driving range and i make this commitment to you if i become a billionaire i will build you this driving range if i don't become a billionaire i will still go to the crappy eight dollar driving range that i've always gone to please don't kick me off driving range because i'll be with you all right that's it peter von pan out Thank you.